Welcome to the Alberta Wedding Podcast, a platform for Alberta wedding professionals and couples to connect, learn, and share ideas. I'm your host, wedding videographer Kevin Marr. With over 100 weddings behind me, I'm your guide to all things weddings in this great province of ours. Well, it's another great week here on the Alberta Wedding Podcast, and one of the great benefits of this job is I have the chance to meet a lot of great folks in this industry that I wouldn't normally get to do, and this is a a great example. I have Jillian Martin here with Straight Drive North. Jillian, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Yeah, I'm doing wonderful. It it was great that uh, you reached out to me. You had found the the podcast uh, through the, my social channels, and I'm really curious to uh, hear uh, your story because you come from a artistic background. We're going to be talking about calligraphy and pyrography. Yeah, you got it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm probably going to mess that up at some point uh, or many points throughout this episode, but that's okay. Yeah, so I'm really curious uh, to hear how you got involved with this. And obviously, you do this mainly for weddings, but I know uh, you do some other uh, custom art as well. So yeah, do you want to just kind of let our listeners in on uh, your story? When I was in university, which feels like forever ago now, I actually met a girl who did calligraphy and it was kind of her side hustle. And I was like, I had no idea about anything to do with calligraphy. Um, I assumed she meant like that old school, like, you know, the sharp edges where you have the the blunt kind of tip. And and she's like, no, 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 I do modern calligraphy. And I was like, I please explain because I don't know what this is. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I looked into it and I thought it was really cool. And so I, you know, I went to Michael's and I picked up the first modern calligraphy book that I saw. And it was truly just aside like or just a hobby at first um I had no intention of doing anything with it it was just something relaxing for me it was an escape for you I guess in a lot of ways it was an escape yeah for sure and then um I just kind of kept going with it and again never did anything with it and then 2017 rolled around and I was pregnant with my son and I was still kind of doing it as a hobby and like the occasional person would ask for something here and there but um not again, not planning on doing anything with it. Um, and then unfortunately my dad got sick that year while I was pregnant. He had cancer and in March, 2018, he passed away. And in June, my son was born. Um, and I was on mat leave and I was just like, more and more people are asking me to do things and I want to remember him somehow. And I, I wasn't sure how, um, but he was an artist and I inherited a fraction of his talent. Um, he was insane with his art and I just felt like something was missing. And I was like, okay, how can I remember him? And so SDN for Straight Drive North are his initials. And so the company is named after him. And it just kind of slowly started building. And I started doing weddings. And then I started connecting with people. And now it's 2023. And it's grown to an actual business. It's not really a side hustle anymore. <laughs> That's awesome. I'm curious to know, like, uh, you know, growing up with your dad being an artist that he was, how did that influence you? Like, growing up, like, was art around you always? Like, what type of artist was he? So he went to art school. He never pursued it as a, a career. He was, he had a day job, but he was also a musician. But like, art for me was always a hobby. Like, it was just something I liked doing as a kid but I never really practiced enough to get really, really good at it. 
I was very stubborn. I get that from my dad. <laughs> um, and so he would try and show me something and I'd be like, no, I'm not doing it that way. And he's like, <laughs> okay, fine then, you know. So I wish I could say I learned more from him than I did. But yeah, like art was very much an escape for him and it was always around. And, you know, he, again, I mentioned he was a musician. And so that was another form of art. We were always around. He was a drummer. My brother was a drummer. I played saxophone for seven years. Do you still play it? I know. I wish I did though. I miss it. I kind of, I want to find like a group where I can play again because it was so much fun. And yeah, so it was just kind of always there and always in my head. I just never really did anything with it. Now, like that year, like you had so much going on. You had your first child coming and you just lost your dad. Like, I mean, can you touch on like, just like what was going through your head at that time? I know you talked about like that you know, you wanted to obviously honor your dad and and make sure that like his legacy was still going to be there, you know, for years to come. And so maybe touch on like what was going through your head at that time and like how were you able to, I guess, you know, find the the motivation to start this new venture with so many other things that were going on at the same time for you? Yeah, it was overwhelming for sure. Like, you you know, we knew everything was coming and then like you're trying to deal with the pregnancy. And so like, it was just, it was a lot in a year. And I, like after he passed and I'd been on mat leave for a few months and I adjusted to having a baby and I like to work. I like to be busy sometimes to my own demise. <laughs> I think a lot of artists are like that. Yeah. Yeah. And I just like, you know, I just felt like something was just missing. Like I needed to do something. Um, and maybe it was my way of grieving. It's very possible. Uh, and yeah, it just it just kind of kept going. And and I knew that he never pursued his art. And I really wish he would have because he would have been really successful. And so I knew that like he wouldn't want the talent that was developing to go to waste. Like I knew he'd be like, okay, you need to start like going with this and run with it. Um, so I guess in that way, like you know, because he didn't go after it, um, it inspired me to go after it just because I didn't want to sit there kind of regretting that I didn't, I didn't pursue it. And did you ever imagine at that time that it would turn into the business that it is today? No, no. And I never planned on it. Like my first craft show was like in a yoga studio. Um, <laughs> and I actually did really well at it, but like I, like it, at the yoga or at the, at, <laughs> no, the not the show. yoga. No, I'm not athletically inclined whatsoever. Um, that's why I'm an artist and I was in band. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I did well at the show, um, but it was just like, you know, I had like little wood burn spoons and um, funny little signs and stuff. And never in a million years did I imagine I would be where I am now. That's amazing that like, it's funny how like life changes. We obviously don't have a crystal ball. If we did, I think... Uh, uh, we, we probably wouldn't be doing what we're doing today. We would be making a lot more money. Uh, being yeah. <laughs> able to. But I think it's incredible to see like the journey. And I, th I talk about this a lot with my own story is like, because it wasn't a straight line. It was, you know, zigzag to the extreme, I would say, you know, for my entire life. And a lot of people can probably relate to that. And so like, I never thought I was going to be, doing wedding videography that was never like ever a thought that uh, I would be able to do as a 
passion, not alone as a as a business and getting paid for it. And you know, sometimes I do have to, you know, pinch myself and be like, is this real? Like, is mm-hmm. you know, I, I think it's amazing that there's an opportunity here where creatives like ourselves can take our passions and really offer more than what we had ever thought we could. And and there's something really special about that, I find. Mm-hmm, for sure. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit more about your art and like how you found your inspiration and, and your style, because every artist is different. And, and that's the great thing about art is like, it can like have endless opportunities in a sense of like, where you can go with it. So yeah. I'm curious to know how you found your style and who inspired you growing up and, and still to this day. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, like I said, like when I first started, I just picked up the first calligraphy book I could find um, and is nothing like the style I have now. Um, but I think like once you find the foundations of calligraphy, um, you'll start, you start to develop your own style. Like there's so many different styles of calligraphy and like mine I find is unique and then you know everyone else in the city that does calligraphy is unique and then you know with pyrography it's I sometimes do wedding stuff with pyrography which is wood burning and how I got into that was my husband actually picked up a wood burning like a pyrography pen for himself um, and he tried it once and he hated it (laughs) and it sat and then I was one day I was just kind of like well I'm gonna try it then and it just kind of snowballed from there you know, finding my style. I just, I like to just find things that look pretty. (laughs) Um, I like to make things that just stand out to me. My other artwork outside from weddings, like it sounds so corny to say, but like I do a lot of nature-based things. I do a lot of Alberta inspired art. If you go through my page, I have trouble sticking to one thing. Like I've worked with alcohol inks. I've worked with resin. I've worked with, I mean, I love to paint with watercolors and things like that, but calligraphy and pyrography are those two things that just kind of seem to keep keep sticking out so yeah I guess it just like like it just it develops over time and you refine it and you maybe come across things like on social media with someone that you find like I I found uh, her name's Becca uh she runs the happy ever crafter in Ontario and uh, she started inspiring to do weddings in the first place when I realized how much you could do with them yeah like you just it just develops I guess (laughs) I guess, I mean, for me, like as, as an artist as well, like I'm always looking for inspiration too. And at at first, like I find like you almost like try to find someone that you can really relate to and you, you almost mimic their style in the beginning until, you know, over time you, you find what works and what doesn't work. And, And over time you are able to create your own style where you take a little bit from a lot of inspirations and be able to apply that to your own style and now you've created your own way of doing things and and people are now looking at you it's like oh how do i how do i mimic that how do i yeah. like like it, it just it comes full circle in that sense i guess for you like what are things that like stand out for you when you, you are looking at other people's work what stands out for you that you find is unique because you you mentioned that like that your style is unique and and that you know, everyone else that, uh, that does offer this, you know, that everyone has a unique style. So what would you say makes your style unique? And what do you look in others for their unique style? It's a hard, like, question to answer. Um, like, 
I have I find my style like I don't know if romantic's the right word, but I try to keep it like really classic. But then like this year, I'm really trying to pull in um, additional elements, and I'm pushing my couples to pull in additional elements to make their signage unique and try and step out of that. Just welcome to our wedding, because if you're going to invest in signage, because it is an investment, then invest in something that speaks to you as a couple. And you know, like it's it's also finding the calligrapher that that stands out to you. Like I was talking with uh, her name's also Jillian. She runs the Grapefruit Creative, um, amazing calligrapher. But her style is like super funky, super unique. People go to her for her style, and you wouldn't ask her to change her style. And she does she does paintings and things like that that I could only ever dream of being able to make. But like you find someone that speaks to you, and then you know you kind of go from there. And I think that there's so many ways to incorporate like your personalities as a couple into your signage because welcome to our wedding. Like you're not going to keep that in your home. You're paying a hundred plus dollars for a sign that just says your names on it. And it might, I don't know. I don't even know where these signs go in the end. Like if they're just getting, they end up on the Facebook buy and sales, right? That's where they're ending up. I I saw one one day and it was my old sign and they said, Oh, just scratch off the writing. And I said, please don't scratch it off. Like you're going to destroy that sign. But yeah, like, it's on Facebook buy and sell and I'm just pushing people to do things that hey you're investing do something that you can keep in your home after or you know keep as a keepsake or something like that yeah something that is going to have more longevity to exactly. right you know it's uh you want to remember that day in in a lot of different ways whether it's through photo or video but a lot of times you know you know, it's the smaller details and the decor that come with the day that bring other like feelings and memories from the day. Mm-hmm. And so I'm curious to know, we're kind of jumping ahead because I was going to talk about this later, but yeah. what are some things that you're you're getting your couples to maybe think more outside the box about when it comes to how they want their the design of their day to look like? I mean... What are some things that you're asking them? Like, how are you getting that out of your couples? Yeah, so I've I've actually been really lucky with my couples this year um, because a lot of them have been willing to experiment a little bit. So the one thing I've really been pushing is the wording of your sign. Again, like stepping away from the welcome. I had the end of last season, I had someone put... Oh, now I can't remember what it says. It was always you um, instead of welcome. And they did some really cool colors and we painted flowers on their sign and they're hanging, I'm pretty sure they're hanging that in their home now. I just put out two signs the past two weeks with quotes. Uh, the one I put out last week is probably my favorite to date. They put Led Zeppelin lyrics on their sign. Yes. Um, so it's going to be from their, for their first dance. And I'm like, what better way to like commemorate your wedding than having lyrics from your first dance on the sign? I did one in October for my friend's wedding. They're really kind of funky couple and they love to joke around. And so their sign said, our party is this way. I love it. Yeah. And we had like black and gold and we did some really fun stuff recently. Like it was the most random start, but someone asked me if I could paint their dogs on their sign. And I was like, I have never painted a dog in my life, but sure. Cause I, I'm not good at saying no to things. Um, and it blew up. Like now I'm doing like dog menus out the yin yang and you just carved out a whole new niche. Yeah, it was the most, literally the most random thing. And then someone came to me and was like, you know, I love the dogs on the acrylic, but can you do digital ones? And I was like, sure, why not? <laughs> and oh, I thought you were going to say, can you do my guinea pig or something? <laughs> Actually, I have an inquiry right now about lizards. They want their okay, lizards. Okay, I love it. I love it. 
Like, that is exactly what I mean. Like, those lizards mean the world to this couple. So, you know what? You want them on your signs, then you go for it. Like, there is nothing wrong with that. Um, So, I mean, like, not just with wording, but like incorporating color into your signs and pictures and like even table numbers. You don't have to write table one, table two. Like, write if you guys have, like, maybe you guys travel as a couple, like, have your tables named after places you've been to, things like that. I had a wedding that. I went to a few years ago that I was the best man for and I don't, they didn't have table numbers, but uh, they were uh, very geeky. They loved like uh, movies and all that. And so each table had a different like uh, movie theme, basically. Mm-hmm. That was basically their, their way of differentiating uh, from the tables. And I thought that was really cool. Right. It's something different. Like it's, it's something you don't expect when you go to a wedding uh, that, oh, I'm, I'm sitting at the the Marvel table here. Uh, you know, thank God I'm not sitting at the DC table over there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think like one thing that maybe makes people like step back a bit and makes them a little scared is that they think that if they go outside the box that their wedding is going to look like themed or like kitschy. And it's like, there's so many beautiful ways to do these things without looking like corny. Yeah. You can make an elegant like you'd have Harry Potter tables and you can still make it elegant, right? Like, <laughs> Oh goodness. Yeah. Like it's, I, I think there's, there's so many things you can do. And, and that's the the great thing of like having experts like yourself or a, like a planner and designer uh, to, to work with you, to take your vision and, uh, and turn it into something that is outside the box, but it's not corny. And it's not something where people are going to look as like, Oh, do you remember like that wedding we went to where like I felt like we were at a kid's party? No, like it's this is something where like you can really like bring a modern approach to it. And it's I find a lot of times like it really just makes it all seem so much more intentional. And from mm-hmm. a video standpoint, like I'm always about storytelling and I'm, I'm, I'm trying to like create these stories where they're very intentional and like each film is very unique to that couple. And so I love when I see their personalities come out through their decor and their, their design on the day, because it, it really shows who they are. And I think that's what makes some of those weddings just like really memorable to is like, not just for them, but for the guests as well. Mm-hmm. Have you been to any weddings like in the past where like have really stood out for you? Like when it came to, personalizing like your wedding to like your passions like have you have you gone to any weddings like that um you know I honestly don't know if I have like I've been to very elegant weddings and you know really classy ones like we went to one where like she wanted the wedding to be kind of like a woodland kind of like fairy kind of theme um Mm -hmm. and like it wasn't like in your face like that but it was very uh, they did it really subtle I would love to go to a wedding that that really stood out, right? But while still being elegant. Um, Like our wedding was in the middle of nowhere, Um, but it was in a barn and we wanted it to be rustic, but we didn't want it to be like that corny rustic that was kind of going on. And like, we got married 2017 and that was kind of like the rustic year. Everyone was doing rustic. I did a couple of those years. That was our first year doing uh, weddings. So (laughs) yeah. Yeah. Well, and my husband's from like, it's called Lundbrook, Alberta. Um, and so we got married just outside in Pincher Creek. But like our venue was gorgeous. It didn't look like a weird barn. And we didn't do 
a ton of rustic decorations. Like we had mason jars and stuff like that, but otherwise we kept everything super neutral. I did a little bit of art for it. Um, I did my own calligraphy, which was horrible at that point. So like, I really wish it had looked nicer, (laughs) (laughs) but yeah, like we tried to keep it, um, still us, like we had photos of photos on the table and things like that, but nothing that like really stood out. And I just think in 2023, like weddings have come such a long way. Um, and you don't have to follow the trends, like just do what you want. If you're going to invest the money in a wedding, do what you want. What are maybe some like interesting requests, uh, that you've had in the last couple of years since you you've seen this, this, uh, evolution, have you had anything that have come across your way where you're like, Oh, this is something I can really get behind. Yeah, I mean, like, like I had the dog paintings. I have that lizard yep. inquiry. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Jackets, like the bridal jackets, have made like they exploded. I found this past two years. So I've done ones with just like you know Mrs. and last name. Um, but like last year, I got to do one with like a skull, and we did like these cool flowers on it. That's I've cool. done ones with sunflowers. I've done ones with like I did a cool design. It said "Till Death Do Us Part," and I had like you know, those, I can't think of the name right now, like those sand timers. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I had like flowers going around it. You know, I did matching like babe and babe jackets and they, those were super fun. Cause we did it kind of like retro style. So those have made, like, I like how people are having fun with them. And then last year I even did one where the groom and the bride had them. So those were really fun. So like, that's, it's just little things, right. That just, that speak to you guys as a couple. Yeah. And when these couples come to you with their ideas, like, are you looking outside of the wedding industry for maybe some inspiration or when you're looking for, you know, maybe examples to reference to, like, are you sticking within uh, the wedding sector? It's a hard question. <laughs> I mean, like, I'm coming with all the hard questions. I today. know, like, as far as inspiration, like I said, I, I tend to lean towards music um, because it was such a massive part of my my upbringing. Um, so I really encourage people to incorporate things like lyrics and stuff into their signs. But yeah, like there's just, I mean, I keep repeating myself, but there's just so many different things to do. Mm -hmm. And like, I don't think acrylic signs are going anywhere anytime soon. I think they're here to stay. Um, but like even the other day I saw an artist in Ottawa and she did a seating chart and it was all like, they had like live edge wood and cool, like charcuterie shaped boards um, like hanging from the stand and it sounds so weird, but it was so beautiful. Um, or people use like old records and they'll use that as your seating charge or, you know, things like that. Like, so there's like, you, I think you just have to think outside of wedding. Like you just said. Yeah. I think long gone are the days where you're always going to just see these very traditional weddings, which there's nothing wrong with. We've done a, a lot of traditional weddings in our past and uh, we love them. And mm-hmm. To me, like it, it just really comes down to you know what speaks to that couple and, and how yeah. they want to experience that day and remember it for themselves and for their guests. So for me, like we're always going to you know lean into what makes them feel more themselves on the day mm-hmm. of, and because it, it, honestly, like it's it's a day that you know happens once for these couples, and you have one shot at this, and mm-hmm. not to put any more pressure on all of us, but you know, we want to make sure that it's it's a day that when you look back on it, it's going to be one that is really going to just stand out for more than just the normal reasons for it being a wedding day. And, and, and yeah. you know, you're, you're marrying the love of your life, right? Which is uh, the most important part. But I think it's great to have seen 
the evolution over even since like 2017 when and 2018 when you and I got going with this, mm-hmm. just how things have kind of evolved since then. And speaking with some of the other vendors, you know, I was talking with um, Jordan Helm with Nyquist Entertainment uh, recently, and you know, he was you know talking about how he's really seen like a shift in how couples are approaching their their wedding day in the sense of, you know, from the, the musical standpoint. And so it, they're, they're finding unique ways to incorporate music and entertainment on their wedding day that they wouldn't normally do. And so I think weddings have become more than just weddings themselves. They, they've become these events that are more than what our parents and grandparents were accustomed to. Mm-hmm. And I'm curious to know what are some limitations and restrictions from your perspective, from your end, that you have to consider when couples are coming to you with some fresh ideas and like, are there any um, blockages that uh, couples need to be aware of? Um, I mean, like, I like to think there's not a lot. I do everything by hand. Um, So sometimes that does present something. I was talking with another calligrapher as when I told her I was going to be on the show and she's like you know I think it's important to touch on like maybe where that by hand um, aspect has to stop like sometimes I'll get people that email and they'll send me a reference picture with like a font that looks like you know that scratchy look or something and like that's clearly done by like a laser or vinyl or something and like vinyl has its time and place I don't work with it personally I know a lot of people that do and I mean, like I've practiced enough that I can mix and match styles. Um, I mean, I never, when people email and they say, what kind of font do you do? Please don't call calligraphy a font Yeah. Um, because, because we've all worked really hard to find our style, but um, like I can mix fonts with my calligraphy. So in that sense, like because of the amount of experience I have now, I'm less limited. Um, but if you had asked me like five years ago, if I could do that, I would be like, there's no way. There's no way I can do that by hand. So like there's limitations in the sense that sometimes the style is just not possible by hand. Um, or even when it comes to like size, like someone wants something really small, like there's only so much we can do. But yeah, like I think we doing things by hand, like the limitations are small. Like there's not a lot I can't do and there's not a lot that other calligraphers can't do by hand. Are there like any other like common questions that, couples do ask you when they inquire you know along with what font you use (laughs) yeah that was the first one I wrote down I was like when I when I read that question I was I I went back through old emails to see like if there was any consistencies in questions and that that one popped up a lot what font do you do and I'm like it's not it's it's not a font please don't call it that it's art but people don't know right like right they don't know what they don't know and that's why like exactly yeah I mean we have this podcast to to really bring light to all the different sectors of the wedding industry and because they're they're it's very complicated in a lot of ways what the work we do do because you know people go to school uh for years and and invest in education and and equipment and resources to do what we get to do like this isn't something that we just knew how to do overnight and so yeah, kind of got sidetracked there, but are there any other like common questions that uh, couples do ask? Yeah, the one, like I wrote down two major ones. Um, one of them was a lot of people wonder what materials like 
I provide and what they provide. So like for myself, I provide all acrylic. Like I have a really great supplier and they can do different colors and things like that. So I have no problem providing that. But when it comes to like wood pieces, I try to get my couples to um, provide that themselves because what's happened in the past is I'm standing in the middle of a lumber store and I'm like (laughs) sending pictures and no one's responding. And then, you know, when they're like, oh, well, you know, I want to see it in person. Does it look the same in person? And it just ends up being very time consuming. But then like there's other people who have no, like they're really good at woodworking. And so they have no issue providing things like that. Mm -hmm. I don't mind when couples bring things to me, but I always ask that they run it by me um, because I've had in the past where someone, you know, provided their place cards and they were like this coated slippery material. And like the only thing that would work on them was like Sharpie. That's the only thing that would stick. And Sharpies don't write nicely for calligraphy. So yeah. So, you know, you end up with problems like that. And then the other question I tend to get, well, every single email is pricing. Which is a good segue into what it's a good segue, uh, I, right? I, I wanted to talk about next. Yeah. So usually like how an inquiry starts is I got a picture of something and they say, I want something like this. How much does it cost? And I really wish it was a cut and dry answer um, because I usually have to go back and say, okay, like, you know, that's super cool. What size do you want? Do you want it on acrylic? Do you want that exact writing? Do you want color? Do you want pictures? Do you want like, there's so many factors that go into a price. Um, and so what I've, I've started doing this year, and I, I mean, I learn something new every year, is just to provide starting prices um, and say, this is the baseline you're looking at, you know, like for a welcome sign, like, let's say they're just going to stick to the classic, which there's nothing wrong with classic, but like say they we li- love classic. We love classic. There's not, and I, I want couples to know that too. When I talk about this, like, I'm not saying I'm not going to do your wedding sign because it says welcome. There's, I love love. And so any wedding I can work with, you know, I'm going to We work welcome with. those couples. We to come. welcome those couples. Exactly. But like, if you're going to have welcome to our wedding and your names, you know, your starting price is going to be $100 for like a 24 by 30 sign. But if you're going to add your date and your location and a painted back and you now you want flowers drawn or now you want a quote and you want me to do different kinds of writing, like that's all going to factor into your price. Um, and the price of materials has gone up, unfortunately, like everything else. So I have to factor that in too. So I'm not making $5 off of a sign um, <laughs> that I put six. Yeah, this isn't the side hustle anymore. Like this is no. a legitimate business. And like, it's it's not that we are trying to uh, get rich here uh, no. because uh, clearly, uh, you know, we're in the art and we love what we do. And we probably would do this for free if we could. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, we have a mortgage to pay. So... <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. And so I, I think sometimes when people see numbers, they're like, Oh, that's, that's kind of a scary number, but it's like, well, you you do have to understand that, like, you know, that it takes, like, I'm driving to go get your acrylic. I'm going to get materials. Like, you know, I have to pay for the paint pens. And if you want a custom color on the back, I have to go get that color. I have to pay for that color. Like there's a lot of things that go in. Like I provide sketches to all my couples of their signs. And then we tweak it before I even do anything. So all that time to make sure that they're getting what they want and exactly what they want, like that's all goes into that price. So even though you're kind of like, Oh, that is an investment. It's, I try to offer really fair pricing. So I try to be conscious of that, but like, I think people just need to remember, and it's anything wedding related, like the prices aren't to rip people off. They're just, they're just to account for our time. Like even like the dog portraits I'm doing for a bar menu, 
um, like a little eight by 10, I'll spend up to two hours painting that dog to make sure they're just right. Right. So it's not something I just snap my fingers and it's done. Yeah. You can't rush this. I mean, this no. is uh this is a, a craft that you've been working at for many years and yes, you know, we can do it uh, a lot quicker than we could uh, say six years ago. Mm-hmm. It still takes time. It still takes money to do what we do. And this is again, not to scare you know, no. couples off uh, because uh, I am fully aware of how much weddings cost now. Like, I mean, it's, it is daunting and it's, um, that's why, you know, uh, for us, like we try to work with our couples as much as we can when it comes to finding uh, the best fit for them. And sometimes we're not the best fit in the end and that's okay. No. Um, and that's why, you know, uh, we are always about community over competition. And, Absolutely. And I think um, I'm seeing a lot more of that in all the different sectors of the wedding industry which is amazing because that's the way it should be i mean there's a big enough uh, pie here for everyone to get a, a piece of and and in the end like we all just want to like serve we all yeah. are givers we it's why we do what we do right so exactly. we're here to help you right so i guess on the on that same kind of topic what is like the turnaround you know and i guess that's gonna have a lot of variables as well you know depending on how intricate you know some of uh the um pieces of work you're you're creating um but is there a timeline that at least minimum that couples should be like reaching out yeah i i actually my head was like i'm so glad you brought that up kevin um so like we uh by we i mean like sign people is is that a technical term like (laughs) sign sign people (laughs) um signage experts we (laughs) we tend to get left um, until the last minute, um, people very much think that it's like a one week turnaround to do an entire suite of signs, and it's not. So, like in the low season, like I have couples right now that are getting married in September, but they're placing orders now, and I can turn it around in like a week to two weeks. And that's assuming that they have all their information to me, like everything's settled, we're good to go. Um, but like during wedding season, my turnaround time can be up to a month. And so people are like, oh, I don't need to book early. My wedding's in August. You do need to book early because if your wedding is August 15th and you need a seating chart done, well, I need your information like a minimum of two weeks, preferably more um, before that because I have to order your acrylic. I have to do the design. So honestly, like if you're a summer wedding, like June, July, August, and even September, September seems to be a really busy month now, like order now. So that means that people need to be getting their RSVPs out and getting their responses back, you know, a lot sooner than expected. Because a lot of times people think, oh, it's, you know, the caterer just needs it like a week out or two weeks out. But if you're going to have all this other signage and there's other factors that play in, you know, with other uh, vendors, sooner is better. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Like it's not, it's very rare for me. Um, And I mean, I have two kids and stuff now and I, I teach full time. So that makes my turnaround a little slower, but like, even when I'm like, there's not as much going on, my turnaround time is still at least two weeks. Um, and that's for, that's for like a welcome sign or your little signs, like your dessert bar or whatever it is, but seating charts. Yeah. Because those are becoming really popular to do by hand. You need a lot of time for those. And people will say, can I change my seating chart up until like the week before? And the answer is always no. I'll spend three hours on average designing it in Adobe Illustrator. And if if you take off two names, you just move the entire thing. Yeah. So it's like my my 
thing is two weeks before. You cannot change anything. I know other calligraphers that it's a month. You cannot change a single thing. So you're a lot more lenient than, say, a lot of others. I shouldn't be, but I am. <laughs> like, like I really need to <laughs> get it. Because it's sometimes tough, right? It is. Yeah. I try to be accommodating um, because I know, like, I've planned a wedding. I know how stressful they are. Um, so I try to just, like, make the signage process as easy as possible for my couples because they've got two million other things going on. And do you, like, during that um, period of time, are you, like working with their designers as well, like their planners that, you know, the ones that do have uh, like a higher budget, you know, and they've got a designer, like, do you work with them at all or? Occasionally, more often than not, it is the actual couple that um, reaches out to me. Like I'm a preferred vendor for Always Occasions venue in Edmonton. Um, and so like, sometimes I work with Analiska, the the owner, but like, she'll also just give my name to couples. Um, so more often than not, I'm communicating with the actual couple. I have, I'm surprised I haven't worked with planners more, but yeah, like sometimes I, I've had a planner reach out before and say, Hey, they're kind of wondering about this and this, and then I explain it. But, but yeah, mostly I just work directly with the couple. And like, do you, do you ask like your couples, like the like overall theme of their wedding, like the, the, the design, like, because it obviously with the wedding, you know, you want it to all seem very cohesive, right? Mm-hmm. You want it all to flow nicely. So like, do they, their colors, well, I mean, obviously their colors are a big part, you know, because that's a lot of times they'll share that with you, but other design elements that they have planned for their wedding, are these things that are important for you to know as well? Yeah. I think like this year, just because of the route I'm trying to get couples to take, I've asked that more like last year people would just be like this is the word we want this is the color we want and i'm like okay bing bang boom we're done but this year i i've definitely been asking more like what vibe are you going for are you going for like a retro vibe are you going for not necessarily to be themed but like or do you want like it's super elegant do you want it to be really fun like because i can tweak certain things to match that feel um, so yeah, this year more so than ever, I've been, I've been asking couples to like, tell me a bit about you guys or tell me your story or what vibe do you want on your day? Because it is your day. It's no one else's. Right. So. Yeah, absolutely. And do you deliver the items or how does that work uh, when it comes to the delivery? 99.9% of the time, my couples pick it up just because like, because I have a full-time job. At and your giant warehouse, right? Yes, at my massive warehouse. You should see my <laughs> art room. We, we call it the Hobbit room because it's under like one of the rooms in our house where it's a, a lower um, ceiling. Yeah. And so it's this it's the smallest room on earth. So I have no room. So yeah, my couples pick stuff up. I've delivered once and only because I was going there anyways. And so you just happen to, yeah. to be there. I bring it with me. But yeah, I have had couples ask if I deliver... Um, just because of my schedule and my life, my answers usually no. But I try to I try to be flexible. But it's kind of one of those things where it's it's usually their responsibility. Okay, no, that's good to know. And I guess this is you touched on this a little bit, but revisions. Um, <laughs> this is a hot topic for it's I think a lot a hot of topic. us. <laughs> it is, uh, and we probably could spend an hour just on this. But how do you approach that when you send the sketches? Uh, they get approved and you actually, you know, create uh, these pieces of art and then like you, you deliver and they're like, oh, this isn't what we were anticipating. Yeah. So I went through a very short phase and like, I mean, like a month after I talked with um, 
very, very professional calligrapher in a, like another province. And she was like, I never provide sketches. And I was like, how do you not? Because, you know, you get super laid back couples. And then you also have couples that are like, we have this very specific vision and we want it to be like that. And I think you have to have like the following and also like that level of expertise to be able to not offer sketches. I it's not that I don't have a following, but I just, for my peace of mind, I need to know that my couples are happy with what they're getting. Um, so again, I'm more flexible than I should be <laughs> at times. Um, I try to get all revisions done in like one to two tries. I used to be like, you know, people would be like, I don't like the style of this S or the way you write your S. Can you change that? And I'm like, sure, I'll change that. And then that snowballs into a million other changes. And we, you know, I end up spending hours and hours and hours just on sketches and, you know, that should play into price. And so I, I have, you know, real things in a bit and I'm like, I try to get my couples to be really specific right off the bat of exactly what they want. And then if I'm going to get to the sketch phase that we only have to do one revision at that point, if, if any. And have you ever had it where like you guys got past that and you still delivered something and it, for some reason, like, they're so shocked in some ways, like, oh, this isn't what I thought it was going to be, you know, based on the last revision uh, request. Yeah, I actually had one, it was last year, and thankfully I knew them. So, you know, it wasn't a huge deal because we fixed it and it wasn't a big deal. But I kind of started incorporating, it's called Gold Flake, and you actually like glue it onto the sign. Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, and it's, it's really, really cool, but I had never worked with it before. And so I was just kind of like, having a heyday at like gluing it down. And I was like, yeah, this looks cool from the back. And then I put six coats of black paint over it and it did look cool, but like it was big chunks of gold flake. And when I sent it to them, they were like, we do love it. Like we love the wording. We love the way everything turned out. It's just the gold flake isn't exactly how we imagined it. And once I stepped back and look at it, I was like, you know what, you guys are right. Like like I actually fully understood. I was like, I agree that I'm not 100% happy with that. So as much as it took three hours to get off all the paint and the gold flake, we redid it. We did like super tiny little, almost looked like stars um, kind yeah. of. Um, and it it came out so much more elegant. And so like it, things do happen, like we're human, but clear, or anyone in the wedding industry, like we are willing to work with with couples and and make sure you're happy as long as it's a reasonable request and like I said I ended up agreeing with her totally I was like yeah that doesn't look right you're totally right so so yeah it does happen and I guess you know that's again coming back to like the turnaround time is like sooner is better than later because this allows you the opportunity to make these changes and and not feel like you just don't have the time to you know make the changes that are necessary Yeah. Like it's not, you know, you don't want it to be four days before the wedding and someone saying, Hey, I really don't like this, or I'm not happy with how this came out because at that point, you know, your time is so limited to fix it. So like when I say, don't wait to book your signage, don't wait to book your signage. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Well, thanks for sharing all that. I feel like I've learned a lot too about this and I'm really curious to know, like, have you had any like really funny stories? Like, I'm sure you have just by your reaction. I'm curious to know, like, you don't have any names. Uh... No, no. Yeah. So like, I was trying to think of a couple like, and I've had like a few cases where 
like it wasn't funny at the moment, but then it was funny after. Um, but the one, like I had the most beautiful couple, they were so laid back and so chill. Um, and it was a mistake on my part. We like, it was 2019. So I'd actually only been doing it for a year. So weddings were new to me and they wanted, uh, this massive frame sign with just like the, and then their last name. Um, and they wanted it as a display at their wedding and then they were going to hang it in their home after. And, uh, so I had the sign made because I, tools and I don't get along. I will injure myself. So it came (laughs) framed already. So like right off the bat, that's a challenge. My calligraphy was not as refined as it is now. So I got the wording on, I sketched it on and I wasn't happy with it. And I went to erase it and it just smeared, like it just destroyed the paint. And I was like, Oh no. Oh my God. So that was step one. And And so I, you know, I got in touch with the person who painted it and I was like, what paint do you use? I have to repaint it. And she's like, go to the store, get this one. And I'm like, okay, it's all going to be okay. We're we're breathing. We're good. Everything is fine. Everything is fine. And so I repaint it and I found a better pen and I was like, okay, great. Like, cause we use uh, paint pens. So I get it done and I'm like, okay, I'm actually happy with this. This is great. And again, I'm, it's super new to the wedding industry. So like, I'm still figuring out materials and what works best on what, and I like went to put the sign up and my hand went across the writing and it just smeared black across. And I look at the pen and it's water-based, which means that like, there's nothing like adhering it. Right. Like you usually work with an oil, which is sticky and like permanent. And so water just like wiped off. And so this whole white sign is now coated in black smeared (laughs) paint. And so I'm like, okay, well I have paint. We're, we're fine. We're going to breathe. And at this point I'm like, I'm starting to panic. I love what I do. This, I is great. I do. this is great. Everything's fine. I'm so I repaint it and I'm like blow drying it with a dryer to like make it go faster. And it looks uneven. And I'm like messaging the person who made the sign for me. And I'm like, can you make me another one? And she's like, okay, I can, but like, I don't want you to be out money. So she's like instructing me on how to fix it. And so like long story short, because it is a long story, but I did do it. And the couple was just like, over the moon with it um which was great but thank god yeah but like then right after it smeared um and then like the whole painting process and like sanding it to be even was going down like i my mom still laughs about it i called her having like you know defcon 4 meltdown like i was just like it's not going to be done on time and i don't know what to do and like even the couple was they trusted me they trusted me and like it was a few days past like when I said it would be done but they still had time before their wedding so they were super chill and when they picked it up they were just like you know we are so thankful because one it doesn't look like anything went wrong and they're like we're really sorry that this caused you so much stress and I'm like it's totally fine so like they, it was my doing were they in the knowing of like what was going on like throughout the way or like, not to the full extent <laughs> but they did know something had gone wrong and let's hope they're not listening to this podcast <laughs> <laughs> Like they said they were the most beautiful and like kind-hearted people on earth. And so they were just like, you know, we're so happy that like it came out this way and it's fine that it's a few days late. Like the wedding's in two months. We've got, we've got time, but yeah, so it was, it was an adventure and every year something does go wrong, <laughs> but I, you know, you learn from it. Like I worked my way up to doing last year. I did like a three panel seating chart and it was eight feet tall and you're not laying an eight foot. It's a tall task. It's a tall task. Yeah. So I'm working on a ladder and, you know, like I finished one panel, thankfully just in a stencil, not in anything permanent. And I realized that a whole like alphabetical section had gotten, like there was no H's. 
We don't care about the H's, like... No, we don't care about the H's, right? What so the, the H? Yeah, so I had to, like, erase all that. And, like, so you learn every year what not to do. Yeah, I could definitely relate. Uh, I've got some horror stories on my own end. And it doesn't matter how many years you're into this. It happens to all of us. And I think the nice thing is that nothing is forever. Mm-hmm. And there's always a way to come out, you know, on top, you know, in one way or another... You know, it may not be what you had originally planned or, but there's always a way to uh, move forward and, and, and learn from it. And, uh, and obviously your, your couple was really happy in the end. So yeah. <laughs> that's, uh, that's what we all want. Yeah. So how can other couples uh, find you? Uh, yeah. So I'm most active on Instagram. So it's just at straight drive North. I do have a website. Uh, it's just straight drive North.com. I'm on Facebook. Emails are the preferable way for people to communicate with me because Instagram messages tend to get like bumped down or lost. Um, but yeah, you can see my work. Um, I post fairly often on my Instagram page and uh, my website. I'm updating the pricing and everything. So you'll be able to see kind of what you're looking at. But yeah, like just reach out and you see if we're a good fit. And I love love, like I said. So I get so excited when I have anything pop into my email as far as an inquiry. Yeah, no, I'm I'm the same way. It's just it's always like, oh, what new adventure am exactly. I going to uh, get on here with? So, thank you so much for uh, coming on here. It's been such a joy to uh, learn everything that you're doing and like and just seeing the journey and and hearing about you know your dad and and just like the inspiration that came from his legacy as an artist and how it, you know you've kind of taken the throne and and like just really ran with it so thank you so much yeah you're welcome i was kind of really excited for it to all work out i was like made this random comment on your facebook post and then five minutes later you're messaging me so i was like well this is cool (laughs) yeah what new adventure can we do here yeah exactly (laughs) i love it well i i can't wait for everyone to to listen to this and uh, hopefully they will uh, be able to uh, reach out to you and uh, have you uh, book solid for the year yeah that would that would be awesome Awesome. Well, take care and uh, we'll chat soon. Okay. Awesome. Thank you so much. Take care. Well, that's it. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Alberta Wedding Podcast. Each week, I will pull back the veil and introduce you to the faces behind the brands that you love in Alberta. Your feedback matters. It would mean a lot to me if you could leave a review and let me know what you think of this episode. Until next week, stay well and be merry.